Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Wow! Hello everyone and welcome to the Abroad in Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host Chris Broad and we're joined as always by England's top Japan enthusiast, back from the realm, it's Pete Dawson himself. Pete, Allah Devil, how are you doing? What's going how on? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm good. I very much enjoyed the show last week where you interviewed uh, a little robot man from America. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> American Pete. Yeah, we American had to... American Pete. We had some audio issues that we actually, it was, it was insane. Like, we went to Pete's studio. We recorded mm. two really good podcasts. It was a lot of yeah. fun catching up with him in his brand new studio, which was astonishing oh, yeah. and beautiful and wonderful. And then uh, we started, we did the two podcasts, then we launched his show. And while we were doing the sound test, we realized there was some really weird echo effect on mm. the microphone, right? And I was like, oh God, let's go back and look at the podcast. And we listened to it. And it was shocking. It was unusable. Mm. And Pete was angry. I was disappointed. <laughs> Pete, I felt really bad for Pete. He had a very bad evening because there was technical <laughs> issues. And then I had a meeting <laughs> during the time I was there. I was like, sorry, Pete, I need this this 30-minute meeting if this is okay with you. And he was like, yeah, sure, no problem, man. And the meeting went on for two Oh no! Hours, two, two hours. hours. Wow! It was a really important meeting, and mm. I had to basically choose when I went to Pete's, either not go to Pete's and do the meeting at home, or go and have the meeting but just do it at Pete's. Yeah. It went on for two hours, and I felt really bad. So we started the 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 premiere two show really late, and by the time the technical issues were overcome. And we hit the the start button. Mm. I had just 30 minutes before I needed to leave and get in the car and come home because <laughs> I had something the next day. And he, yeah. you know, I felt really bad for him. This was supposed to be this moment of triumph that I've come to his brand new billion dollar studio. It's kitted out. <laughs> it's perfect. It's soundproofed. It's like air conditioned so well. And it all went to shit. Mm. Um, but the good news was, <laughs> well, yeah, the meetings as well. But the good news was we took the um, the audio that was really robotic mm. and really weird. It sounded like Pete was in like an echo chamber yeah. or it just sounded really odd. And we ran it through Adobe's new AI magic software. Mm. And Adobe's brought out this software where you could basically make a podcast with any audio. So I could like do a podcast on my you know iPhone and feed this audio into Adobe and it tidies it up, it improves it. And it was... Honestly, like a fucking magic. We put this po- the two podcasts in, and what came out at the end of it was actually listenable. It went from like 30% listenable, 
like just awful, to about 80% to mm. 85 And then you, when you laid your your hands upon it, you cut it and edited it a little bit more, and uh, we only had one complaint. So that's You only good. had one complaint? So wow. I'm very, so did, did they yeah. spot that it was a bit robotic and strange? Yeah, somebody said, why did Pete sound like a robot? But everyone else, they <laughs> so, took it. So I think... <laughs> it was fine. So the interesting thing is, um, I think there's a lot of furore, and quite rightly so, a bit of furore about uh, using AI and stuff. So, you know, they, these AI systems, they they, they, mm. they scrub the internet of data, put them in their data banks, don't pay anyone, don't uh, give anyone any um, money back. Uh, and then they mm. basically created a product that people can, um, you know, just do you know different things with. And so people are, are quite... Um, worried about the implications about where we're going to end up uh, and how corporate uh, America and the East and the West uh, are going to mm. be using uh, these new technologies. Um, they will use them for foul, no doubt. Um, but in this sense, I'm very comfortable using Imagine. AI in this particular thing because at the end of the day, all that computer is doing is training itself to reproduce Premier Two Pete's voice mm. from listening to the audio that you've already given it. It's not going out on the data banks. It's not stealing your voice from anywhere else. It's not impersonating anyone. Mm. You are literally saying, "Listen to this piece of audio. Listen to this man speaking. Can you make it sound like he's not in some kind of mad echo chamber and make him <laughs> sound normal?" And honestly, the if you're ever kind of um, producing something out there uh, on the internet and you need a little bit of sound it doesn't really work quite as well for long podcasts because obviously it gets it gets a little robotic and it your ears get fatigued by it a little bit Mm. so apologies for the audio uh, quality last week but it was literally the only option that uh, chris had because you had a limited time and a really busy week last week and um and it had to be done it had to go out as per and uh, so the listening experience was compared to where it was before uh, it was amazing stuff so if you ever need to sort of clean up audio or reproduce audio that it's just absolutely fucked, distorted, echoey, whatever. Um, Adobe do, um, I think, free. I don't even think, in, I don't even think you need to, um, to, to to have a Creative Cloud license. I might be wrong on that one. Uh, but you basically just go to the Adobe website, um, stick your audio in, it does some jiggery-pokery, and it, uh, yeah, it produces something <laughs> that is in some way listable. As I said, works better for very small uh, bits of audio, a couple of minutes or whatever. Um, but, yeah. yeah, really, really good stuff. I mean, it's just incredibly incredible tech, and it's certainly saved our asses on more than one occasion on different uh, projects because you can't always guarantee mm. that interviewees interviewers even uh, on our side um are going to get their, their their tech right because uh, quite frankly it frequently goes down and goes wrong can it make me sound happy can i like say <laughs> there is no compute there's happy. no what's that deep is it deep blue the ibm machine um from the 80s yeah. that, that that couldn't even yeah, do it's it deep blue. that couldn't even do oh, it oh fucking hell <laughs> I, we it's not the first time he's either on journey across japan we had this scene right where we were in a in a truck natsuki was driving Uh-oh. dressed as yoshi or bowser or something it was terrifying <laughs> i thought we were gonna die but we didn't. Uh, but we were driving, and the audio on the microphone was really bad because mm. we were had the backdrop of the noisy van and Natsuki's reckless driving. Mm. And again, yeah, we, we fed that audio in, and what came out was usable. So yeah. it is exciting. This is where AI gets good before it takes us over and rules the world. You can make the audio sound nice, in it. Yeah. <laughs> like, <In> it. <laughs> it's, you can make the audio sound good. Yeah. That's what I like. Yeah. I did have a video out the other day uh, RV, it was like a tiny RV. I don't know if you saw it, but we got to lay our filthy hands on a uh, Mitsubishi truck. And people thought it was sponsored. It wasn't sponsored. No. But they did let us have the, the, the camper van for two days. And it was a lot of fun. 
over the years, I've whinged and whined about camping and camper vans and how much I hate it, and it's not for me. But this was good. It was actually quite good. I could see myself doing it. I, I think um, looking at, you know, travelling to Japan and, you know, hotel <laughs> prices and stuff, it's not a bad option. Mm, mm. It's not a bad option, I have to say. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, so you're going to be coming over in August. We'll get onto that in a bit. Mm. Pete's, uh, as you guys know, Pete is coming over in August when I'm not here. Very late Probably. August. Very late August. I, very I've, late become, August. I've become very obsessed, Chris, with uh, a car that I really want to get. You know, I was saying that I want oh, to buy a Japanese taxi. Um, yeah, my, all the old ones. Yeah, so so I'm not interested in cars at all, but because I bought a car recently, all my algorithm is YouTube car people flipping cars and stuff. <laughs> and I've located my dream car. Never had a dream car before. Oh, I'm 42 years off. of age, never had an interest before. But now, the Japanese exclusive Toyota Century from the 1990s is very much my favourite car, what I want. A V12... The taxi? Monstrosity. Yeah, it's like a big Rolls-Royce taxi. It's a taxi, but primo Toyota Century. A V12 Toyota Century. The sort of thing that, like, um, uh, Japanese uh, Yakuza members will be driving around in or getting driven around in. It's a proper, classy ride. Televisions in the back... Uh, you know, aircon that that uh, thing I spoke yeah. about before, where you can um, on the passenger seat on the left hand side, you can uh, flap down the middle of the chair and stick your feet through. <laughs> it's just something <laughs> else, but it's worth checking out because it's just absolutely stunning. I mean, I cannot imagine how much money it would cost for me to get one uh, out on the road, Christ. but they but the Japanese know decent quality. You know, and, and reliability is very much in with what comfort means to them. So, yeah, I, I, if I ever um, grow up to be a real boy, if I ever win the lottery, that's what I'm <laughs> going to get. I'm going to get a driveway and I'm going to get a Toyota Century. <laughs> Century. And it's the, it's the crown that's the taxi, right? The iconic taxis you see all over Tokyo. That's yes. the crown. Not a million miles away, like a, kind of physically, but a Toyota yeah. Century is just bigger, wider, more luxurious and very smooth. It is. Mm. And, the, you know, there's still widely around t- today like they bought these taxis in the 90s yeah all these toyota uh toyota crowns and yeah they've, they've just left them but only recently because the olympics they finally upgraded and they made the crown bigger and better right. okay and it's kind of like sleek and large the interior is really large now mm. so if you ever ride a taxi in japan ju- uh, just today actually i've just come back from sendai with loads of luggage and i hopped in a taxi and you see the old the old crappy ones the mm. old uh the old crowns around, right? And because they're like 20, 30 years old, they usually smell like a bucket of Marlboro cigarettes. <laughs> and so you get in and it's like, oh, no, because all the taxi drivers smoke. They love it. Mm. And it smells awful. It's kind of moldy, musty smell. And it's cramped and there's not much room. So for the most part, these taxis have been replaced now with much bigger ones. And I... <laughs> I got to the taxi rank and I saw the old crappy one. Mm. And I just sort of awkwardly moved away from the taxi oh, rank, waiting for somebody God. to snatch it up. <laughs> Even though I had, like, loads of luggage, it was 40 degrees, it was like an oven, I waited <laughs> in the afternoon sun to get the slightly bigger taxi that smelt like fresh air. Oh. And the new ones, right, they've actually got a, an air quality meter in the roof, and you can see, and it says, like, air quality brilliance. Oh, nice. And you can look at that, and it's brilliant. But you go into the old crap one, 
there is no air meter, but if there was, it would be unspeakably shit because <laughs> it's just awful. So, but it's cool though. Why? What are you going to do with the car? When are you going to get it? How are you going to get oh, it? Well, I can't. I can't get, get it because it? it's about twenty grand, and it would Aww. cost me another five grand on that on top of that to keep it on the road. So it's very much my dream car. But I think it's important to have a nice dream car. You know, I think it's important to have a nice dream something that you're working towards. But I'm never going to have it, and it'll be a nightmare because I can't fix my own cars. I'd have to be it'd be in the garage every five minutes because it's a it's an old car. But um, yeah, it's absolutely stunning. I would say that um, I have I did look at. Um, how to import a Japanese taxi, um, like an old <laughs> 500 fucking mile, uh, 500,000 mile, um, half a mil taxi uh, from Japan. And they are relatively cheap. You know, you can pick one up for about mm. three, four grand. But obviously, import on top of that is another grand. And then it would cost you, I think, another three grand to get it on the road. So it start- then it starts to get a bit silly for a car that's, um, you know, very, very long in the tooth. But you imagine that people sort of take care of things out there. You know, they're, they're, they're not, they're willing to sort of spend a bit of time to, to keep things Absolutely. on the road. You've clearly thought about this a lot. I have. Given the breakdown of prices. I have. You've, I did. I had a good look. And, 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 you get it, and, and you get it delivered to Southampton or Newcastle. <laughs> Maybe I could get it delivered to Newcastle, put it on my mum and dad's, uh, put it on my mum and dad's porch. Yeah, they've got a drive. <laughs> I can just not. see it rocking up into Newcastle Port yeah. and the people of Newcastle driving wondering. A, driving a Japanese what taxi around. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh God. Dear. I don't think it'd last very long. Mm. Dear, oh dear. We'll get into your uh, itinerary for your upcoming trip in a little bit. Let's dive into the story of the week, though, and it's mm. from Min from Melbourne, who says, Hello, Chris and Pete. Long time listener from Melbourne, Australia. And I wanted to share my embarrassing experience during my first solo trip to Japan back in the summer of 2014. I was taking Japanese lessons prior to the trip and my sensei had managed uh, or had mentioned that in the event that I couldn't find any accommodation, I could take refuge in a manga or internet cafe instead. On arrival, I made my way back to Asakusa to look for my hostel, but with the overbearing sun and exhaustion from my flight, I decided to look for a manga cafe to cool off. That's what I noticed, a building with only the words internet on the front and fourth floor (laughs) and a stick figure drawing of a person sitting on an office chair on the side no other signs were displayed on the building feeling relieved to escape the searing heat i entered the building into a tiny elevator passing by a man in business attire he was on his way out in my periphery i could see the man do a double take as i passed him but i was far too tired to make sense of how odd this interaction was for context, I'm female and I was in my 20s at the time. So I take the elevator up to level four and there's a counter with two men behind it, both who are wearing matching white t-shirts and vests. I asked in Japanese if this was the internet cafe and was met with confused stares. Also confused, I repeated my question and mentioned the internet sign on the outside. They insisted that this wasn't an internet cafe, gesturing with the arms crossed fashion, uh, gesturing with their arms making crosses, uh, which only added to my confusion. That's when I noticed this small object in a box on the shelf between them. It was an adult toy in the replica of females' private parts and a picture of a smiling anime girl on the box. Oh, dear. Looking around the room, I noticed the shelves between myself and the staff were filled Filled to the brim with Filled. adult DVDs and magazines. It was like Pete Donaldson's cupboard. Oh. Realising then that I had stepped into an adult store, I apologised to the men and hastily retreated back into the tiny hastily elevator. Hastily masturbated. That's how <laughs> I stepped into an adult store, insisting it was an internet cafe and oh, confused dear. the staff. 
Thanks for taking the time to read this wonderful email. Love the podcast. Min from Melbourne. Min Walking from into Melbourne. the wrong shop. I'm so sorry, Min, you had to go through that. Um, but it, it, it would have been funny <laughs> that if you were just like, when in Rome, let's buy some grot. <laughs> <laughs> I'm amazed Min got that far uh, as yeah. a girl because there is a place in uh, Akihabara opposite the station that's so ridiculous it's basically a tourist attraction it's one of these mm. sex shops adult stores it's about six stories high and you've mm. got everything there but there's I think two floors and it's like women no and yeah and when you get in there you can kind of see why to some extent they've done that but my god what a terrible place but lucky escape from men well done men yeah. right. well done and man. I'm sorry you didn't find the internet cafe yeah. it sounds the, quite misleading though doesn't it the thing is like you, you, you do get like kind of um, places out there that are that look like internet cafes they look quite useful they look like tourist information quite a lot as well like places like Infomen which I believe is mm. a place that uh, that solicits uh, prostitutes I think I think it might be certainly the guide to the adult um, uh, uh, yeah. you know, under, underground so to speak or overground uh, in in, in many places in, in in Osaka and Tokyo, but it is kind of interesting that you that that, that they make them look so kind of touristy and straight laced, um, and it's not until you get in you're like, oh yeah, this is absolutely <laughs> grotty. <laughs> yeah, they're kind of like information. They're quite misleading if you don't mm. if you've never been to Japan before and you don't know what they are. They're like they look like tourism offices yeah. on on the outside, and there's lots of. Uh, yeah, there's like a guy just standing in the door. And the idea is you sort of go, I want to go to a bar where there's this, that, the other. And they point you in the right direction. Yeah. But I could definitely see foreigners going in thinking, oh, where's the museum? And it's not a museum. It's, it's, it's not, far from a museum. It. <laughs> it's not a museum. It's not a museum. <laughs> but speaking of museums, where are you going to be going on your trip to Japan? It's still obviously a month or two out. Still a month or two out. But you must be that, well, you're at that exciting phase now. Um, in the same way that I'm planning my trip back to the UK sometime soon <laughs> in autumn or whatever, I it's it's fun, right? It's fun booking a trip, planning where you're going to go, what you're going to do. It is. Well, I'm, I'm so, not really had had time, but I have very much booked some ridiculously expensive flight. How how has this happened? How have the flights gotten so expensive, Chris? Um, but yeah, that's all I've know, done right? so far. But I did get a little bit of a tip from um, Tommy Trelawney, who uh, works for Stack. Uh, he was the um, creator of. Um, a show called um, The Interruption that we did a little while ago. Mm. He's a YouTuber. He, he basically um, creates a lot of like pop um, historical kind of quirky stuff. Um, you know, relatively successful uh, YouTuber. And he um, he just got back from um, Greece. Uh, I hope it's not Ooh, nice. uh, doxing him to, 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 to tell everyone <laughs> on the show that he's uh, that he just got back from Greece. Lovely chap. And he um, he asked Chat GT, Chat GPT. Chat GPT to suggest a Greek island. It is. Why don't they rebrand it something sexier? Chat GPT. um, They yeah. He asked, um, "Give me a quiet, um, relatively unpopular uh, Greek island to go to." (laughs) Uh, And he basically just did whatever Chat GPT said. And he came back and he said it was one of his best holidays because it was just oh my god, there was nobody there. It was cool. It was quiet. It was nice. So I did the same. Um, I did the same yesterday. I typed into no. ChatGPT because my partner likes like beachy areas, and I was like, right, I need something like beachy accessible. Okinawa. Um, well, yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there. I mean, Okinawa is an obvious one because it's bloody lovely. Um, but I just thought on the main stretch, Nijima Island. 
of Tokyo, mm. the one that's weirdly mm. under the Tokyo jurisdiction. It's part of the uh, Izu Islands. Um, it it looks really nice, and it says minimal crowds. Probably not in September, but um, but I think uh, it'd be a nice little kind of vibe to, to get down there. There's no Airbnbs, there's no hotels, so it's really hard to get get to. So we might have to camp a van it or something. But uh, yeah, it's really really cool stuff. Oh, uh, cool. Did yeah. you? Yeah. So you get there by ferry from Tokyo, right? Probably yeah. takes two hours. Two um, hours with a quick, two and a half hours with a quick uh, uh, ferry, or you can just get a flight from. Um, is it, I can't remember which. Is it Chubo? Chubo? Uh, there's a, there's yeah, a it'll be like Chubo airport. airport or something. Yeah, um, or something. Yeah, yeah, and it takes about forty minutes. But uh, I mean, that ah. must be just up and down. Um, but yeah, it looks really nice, actually. You know, white sands and stuff. It looks pretty accessible from Tokyo as well. So yeah, fun, 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 fun. A big. There's, I'm looking at it now. There's a really sinister-looking air research, air system research centre. Looks like a missile <laughs> site. Are you sure you picked the right island? It's a military <laughs> compound. Uh, <laughs> the um, I, I would say with um, I would say with with, with that place um, that uh, it, it, like when you're sort of looking at that kind of islands and stuff. I was very unimpressed by Shizuoka. Uh, no, Kamakura. I was very. Im- I, I wasn't particularly impressed by Kamakura because it was just a lot of trash mm. on the on the beach. Really, like a, not a great beach to be honest. Um, I don't know why. Yeah, it's all right. I don't know why Nijima would be any any easier, but maybe because it's only a small mm. island, it probably doesn't pick up quite so much trash that uh, the. I mean, I'm does. looking. It's funnily enough, I've been looking at these islands recently for some videos, yeah. and um, uh, it's not Nijima that I'm looking at. Mm. But I cannot find a good-looking beach on Nijima, and I'm starting to worry you've picked the wrong island. <laughs> like on the satellite map. It just looks like a massive military base with some farms. <laughs> well, it probably was. Nijima Blueberry Farm. Oh, Blueberry Farm. lovely. Well, we do oh. like blueberries. I just had some blueberries. The water looks lovely, think, bloody lovely. Uh, <laughs> See, you're bringing your partner over to Japan for the first her first time here, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'll figure so it out. But that was just one of the islands I just thought uh, that I saw. And I was like, oh, that's interesting because it's not that far away from Tokyo um, on the way down. But w- what we're going to do is sort of like travel by train to Fukuoka and then find somewhere nice and sunny around there really um, for a few days mm, and, yeah mm. by which time we will probably split up because jet lag's a bitch innit <laughs> <laughs> well if you want any tips I feel betrayed that you chose ChatGPT well I guess the thing the me, thing is with uh, the thing is with ChatGPT um, is that they and presumably you know all of the data is there out there but it's probably just easier mm. to cut through the shit cut through the adverts cut through the video um you know the, the cut through the people advertising you stuff um to mm. use that data possibly I, I don't necessarily i'm not 100% on that one but that's what i would assume anyway <laughs> You're part of the problem. Part of the problem. You, this certainly am. It's stealing it all from abroad in Japan. All my <laughs> yeah. itineraries and ideas are just stolen. Why don't you? Why don't you do an AI um, AI uh, trip where you just ask ChatGPT where to go? <laughs> I've seen a few people do it, and <laughs> I feel right. like I feel like it won't be that interesting as a video because mm. it's just going to be me on my phone going. It says to get a sandwich from Seven Eleven now, <laughs> and like, I just don't see how that could be good. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I think I'd rather get viewers to like dictate what I do. Mm. But then we're going into Twitch streamer territory, and I ain't no Twitch streamer. I don't think yes. I can pull it off. But yeah, I, 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 it's cool though. And um, how long are you going to be here for? We're talking about uh, like ten days. Just a couple, couple, couple of weeks. Couple of weeks. Couple of It'll weeks. Be enough to sort of have a, have a little have a little cut around. I reckon. <laughs> what are you looking forward to the most about being in Japan? Apart from going to. <laughs> 
weird obscure islands cur- with want, missile bases I on. Coolish. I want the coolish. Um, there's a couple of like uh, Japanese punk bands I quite like to see, uh, which will no doubt delight and disgust uh, Sarah in equal measures. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just looking forward to getting out Haneda Airport, getting in the taxi, and just you know just breathing man i know the air quality isn't great and it's very humid in august but just breathing and going ah this is nice i'm home (laughs) (laughs) it's been such a long time sounds good to me yeah well when you do get into the taxi at haneda airport make sure you get the right bloody taxi yes get one of the big ones victoria crown none of that old-fashioned smoky Uh, nonsense we'll be back in just a moment guys for the stories comments and questions in the fax machine Ooh. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Dalson? Oh, it's Brendan yes. from Fake Windsor. I'm not, oh, the fake Canadian fake one, Windsor. I get it. Yeah, it's the fake Canadian uh, one. Uh, my friend and I are planning a top-to-bottom trip to Japan next October after reading that you can't climb Mount Fuji past early September. I was wondering what recommendations you have for other Japanese mountains to climb. Thanks in advance, Brendan from Fake Windsor. Fake Windsor! Fake Windsor. <laughs> I thought every... British town or city has like an equivalent in the North America somewhere. Yes, certainly. <laughs> but uh, um, rubbish Hartlepool. I wonder if there's a Hartlepool anywhere else. <laughs> I'm sure there isn't. 
Yeah. Or you can look it up while I give some ideas. <laughs> I mean, mountain-wise, I haven't actually climbed many mountains in Japan. I hate to admit it. I'm mm. pretty poor. Now you're but fit. You can. what I'll say is I'm fit now, allegedly, mm. um, getting downhill recently. But there are some good places. The only mountain I have really climbed after Fuji is Mount Chokai mm. in Yamagata. And that's a 2,200-metre mountain. It's stunning. It's best climbed in October, actually. It's one of the best times to climb it. And it's uh, it's near Natsuki, so you can get your hair cut at the same time. It's funnily, funnily enough, I was speaking to Natsuki in person, in his face, just three nights ago, because I was up there in uh, in Sakata having a chat with him. And um, he's he's interested in starting his own Airbnb, and he's dangerously close to doing it. I think he's given up on the Natsuki coffee brand, and he's trying <laughs> to look for more, more yeah. lucrative pastures. Yeah. <laughs> and... Uh, and uh, yeah, he he's been looking at what Charlotte's done with her Airbnb, and he's he's thought about doing the same. And I actually think it's the first good business idea Nasky might have ever had. <laughs> I think he could run an Airbnb because that area in Yamagata, there's soddle hotels and places to stay. Yes, and often I want to go and see him, and all the hotels are full, and there's no Airbnbs either. Um, so if he set one up, I think it would do really well. And I think both listeners and viewers of Abroad in Japan would go. And stay there and and see it for themselves. What do you reckon, Pete? Would I you think stay so. at Airbnb. Um, I Free would cigarettes? be worried about um, the air quality, cigarette wise. Um, I think, <laughs> um, yeah, I think it would be very um, exciting, very varied. You know, if you had an issue, I imagine Natsuki would um, do his best to, or certainly his wife would do <laughs> their best to uh, to sort it out for them. Um, but uh, yeah, I, th- I think everything. I-, I think he could kind of capitalise on his kind of brand a little bit and sort of go, "Come stay with mm. Natsuki. I won't touch your face." I think so. <laughs> I think he did really well and I think providing Natsuki's not running it and he's like hires someone I I did say to him you'd need someone to clean it and he was like I think I can do that I think As I, in, like, can, I, think do I can hire someone like, I don't think yeah. <laughs> I didn't trust Natsuki was such a sensitive and delicate matter but uh, but the reason I was with Natsuki is I was we you know we, we're planning to climb Mount Fuji ourselves right um, and making sure that he is prepared for that and mm. that he can do it and I'm still not entirely sold on his capabilities um, when it comes to climbing slash exercise. <laughs> Though he has got an exercise bike. And, uh, you know, he's got this exercise bike he does every day. But he only does four kilometres, which is like less than 20 minutes of cycling. Yeah. And I'm like, that's, that's a start, but it's not enough. <laughs> like for some frame of reference, before the, the cycling I was doing with Connor, I was doing like 50... 60, 80 kilometres practice on the bicycle at the gym. And uh, Natsuki needs to up his game a little bit. But it's exciting. In terms of other mountains to climb, though, guys, um, Mount Takao, it's an easy one. It's not really a mountain, but it's a nice little hike with incredible views of Mount Fuji and very accessible from Tokyo on the train. Mm. There's also Kamikochi, which is somewhere I've always wanted to go. It's in uh, Nagano, and it's this landlocked mountain region that's only accessible by a special bus. They built this tunnel through a mountain to get to it and to regulate it and, you know, not ruin it with lots of people turning up in their dodgy Toyota crowns and whatnot. <laughs> they made it so you have to get this bus into the area. Right, okay, um, that makes and sense. it's a really cool place, and I hate that I've not gone there yet, but that's on my list. So mm. Mount Chalkai, 
Kamikochi in Nagano, Mount Takao, and Mount Iwate. It's quite nice Ooh. as well in uh, Iwate. But there's some ideas. Have a good time, guys. Have a good climb. And uh, who knows, if you're lucky, Natsuki's Airbnb might be set up and you can go and <laughs> have a poke around. Yeah. Uh, we've got one here from Bethany from North England. He says, hi, Chris and Pete. I was recently watching some of your older videos, Chris, and you were talking about how you realised your Japanese had reached such a level when you spoke to Natsuki in a bar for hours in Japanese. I've heard your, uh, you recently mentioned a few times how you feel that your Japanese has declined and you wish you'd pro- progressed further. Do you feel you could still converse with Natsuki in Japanese in the same way now? All the best, Bethany from North England. Um, yeah, I mean, while my Japanese isn't as good as it was, um, you know, six, seven years ago, I can still speak pretty fluently with mm. Natsuki. And um, yeah, like when I saw him the other day, it was fine. We could still chat and whatnot. But yeah, I was a bit rusty. And it's one of those things where you kind of need to think and speak Japanese for an hour, in my case, before it starts flowing out kind of naturally. Um, I need to sort of switch over my brain because the best way to think about speaking Japanese is it's almost like you have to adopt a different personality because Mm. much of communicating in Japanese is about sort of how you communicate and not just the words. You've got to be like, there's lots of back channeling. There's lots of ways of thinking. Mm. You can't be too opinionated. It's it's, it's a whole different ballgame. But yeah, I'm still... Still, thankfully, still at the level where I can converse in Japanese. Do you think you'll be able to see Natsuki while you're here, Pete? Do you want to see the man himself introduce? I suppose, yeah, you, you should do it. You should meet yeah, him. pop up. Well, yeah, I mean, last time um, Sarah saw Natsuki, um, he was vomiting. <laughs> so that's good stuff. <laughs> he was vomiting outside yes. a restaurant. So good stuff. Good stuff. That's not not so good. Got I feel hot. sorry. He got too hot. Pete's, and was part- sick. <laughs> Pete's partner, Sarah. <laughs> Uh, certainly had a baptism of fire. Yeah, baptism of sick. <laughs> baptism of sick. The Natsuki story. Bless him. He shouldn't have drank and smoked no. as much as he did. We've got Sorry. one last one uh, from... Uh, no one... They don't no have a name, do they? No, no one. Just, no one. Really, it's, yeah. <laughs> but it begins. Hello, Kentucky Fried Chris and Diamond Dallas Pete. With, uh, <laughs> while beer brewery tours and restaurants are big here in America, our tours of sake breweries are a common thing in Japan. If so... Do you gents have any recommendations? Great to see you've come so far over the years, Chris. Take care. Anonymous individual. And Pete is the man to answer this question. In I fact, am. I think we've both been to the same sake brewery in yeah, um, Niigata. In Niigata. <laughs> yeah. Did you enjoy it? It's good. Uh, well, I, I didn't actually go on the tour, to be honest. I just went in, um, checked out some oh. of the weird kind of um, rice um, off stuff that they make um, that you can pick up for free. Uh, <laughs> bought a couple of uh, sake shot glasses and then left. <laughs> oh, I mean that exact place. The um, I don't know what it's called. Just type in like if you want to go there, guys. Just type in like Niigata Sake Brewery mm. tour. It's near the station, and you go in. And I will put my hand up and say I don't overly enjoy sake brewery tours, right? Because you don't really get to see a lot, and there's not much interaction hmm. the only time i've enjoyed it is natsuki and i were at a bar once years ago and we got talking to a stranger and it turned out he ran a sake brewery and he let us in every part of it including the bit where like people are barefoot and stamping up and down on various bits of rice <laughs> which i thought was amazing but sake brewery tours don't let you film that normally right um but the one in niigata the only bit i remember is the free sake at the end of it where you can just drink all the sake for free and uh compare it oh. i was like yeah i want to compare more 
bring me more and you can just stand there and drink the brewery dry so that's probably my recommendation um but there's a few places but that that one in Nigat is mm. my favorite and um i think connor's been there as well so it must be good mm. it's got the stamp of approval crispy connor if we all like it it must be good true that also train accessible mm. uh keep the stories comments questions coming into born japan podcast at gmail.com we'll be back later in the week guys still over again but for now no matter where you might be out there in the big wide world have yourself a great few days and we'll see you right back here to do it all over again on the abroad japan podcast bye for now farewell abroad in japan is a stack production and part of the acast creator network imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt now imagine them getting even softer over time That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlingbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at moonpig.com. moonpig.com